Salam Salam from BA. This is a Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 20th of April 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. If you tuned into last week's episode, you'll know that the government's plan to disband special forces and the protests that ensued in the Amhara region dominated headlines. On Wednesday the 12th, the Northern Wulo Zone Administration of the Amhara region said that the issue was resolved peacefully after stakeholders discussed the matter. The next day, leaders of the Fano youth movement, who had been protesting the disband, said that the disagreement was a simple misunderstanding and even apologized to the Federal Defense Forces whose members were attacked in the protests. On Saturday the 15th, Marshal Burhan Mjula, the military's head field, said in a meeting that the regional special forces have been dissolved. The only security and law enforcement institutions are the National Defense Forces, the federal and regional police. He added that the disband helps in building strong and united institutions. He also said that members of the disbanded special forces will begin joining the institutions they were assigned to shortly. Even though protests are dying down, it seems like significant damage has already been done. On Thursday the 13th, the Ethiopian Red Cross revealed that two of its employees were attacked on Sunday the 8th in the central Gondar zone of the Amhara region. The employees survived the attack and have been admitted to hospitals. In the Oromia region, things went much more smoothly in relation to the disband. On Wednesday the 12th, there weren't newsworthy protests when the Oromia Region Police Commission revealed that special forces had been called back. The Commission's commissioner said that even though there are security concerns in the region, the special forces have stepped down and the National Defense Forces have taken over. In Tigray, talks of special forces are much quieter, especially because there are more pressing needs. On Thursday the 13th, Save the Children said that even though a peace deal was signed between the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, and the federal government, more than 2 million children in the embattled region are still not attending schools. Although the peace deal was signed in November last year, no schools have reopened in the region. 85% of schools have been either partially or completely destroyed, leaving millions of children unable to continue their studies for three consecutive years. Save the Children added that more than 20,000 teachers haven't been paid their wages for the past two years. The region was in the news again as a delegate from the federal government including Gedeon Timotheus, the Minister of Justice, and Daniel Bokale, the Commissioner of Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, or EHRC, went to its capital, Makale. The delegation went to the region to participate in a meeting regarding human rights violations during the war and prospects for transitional justice. Officials of the region's interim government also participated. Still in Tigray, in the third round of the disarming campaign, the TPLF gave up medium- and low-duty weapons to the Ethiopian National Defense Forces. Colonel Gudeta Ofka, the forces' representative and member of the African Union's Disarmament Monitoring Commission, said that there is a stable relationship between the TPLF and the federal government, 
and that the disarmament is going well. Another member of the Commission and the TPLF's representative agreed with the opinion of the Colonel and recalled that heavy-duty weapons were already given to the Defence Forces previously. Saudi Arabia is a popular destination for young women who would like to go abroad and engage in domestic work. The country is so popular that young Ethiopian girls were willing to illegally enter Saudi Arabia. If they are found working illegally there, police detains them under inhumane conditions. Hundreds of thousands of girls with similar stories were brought back to Ethiopia throughout the past year. Recently, however, the government has introduced plans to recruit about half a million women from ages 18 to 40 to send them to Saudi Arabia. The government is giving orientation to thousands of girls before sending them away. This initiative is concerning as Saudi Arabia's human rights record is poor. In June last year, the Addis Ababa city administration held a draw for the 4060 and 2080 housing program. The government didn't accept the result after allegations of tampering with the drawing system. In relation to this, several officials, including Moluken Haftu, the city's tech development bureau head, and his deputy were detained. The officials had their day in court. They were charged with grave corruption, but the federal high court entered a verdict of not guilty as the prosecution's witnesses and documentary evidence failed to prove that the suspected officials committed the crime. Recently, the federal government has been detaining journalists. These alleged arbitrary detentions have infuriated associations and human rights organizations. For instance, the Mass Media Professionals Association released a statement that law enforcement officers are hindering media professionals from working. It also said that more than five journalists are in custody, including the association's founder and head. The association renounced the government's actions, adding that professionals are being searched and arrested without court warrants. The EHRC had its say on the matter as well, in a statement released Saturday the 15th, the Commission urged the government to release the journalists immediately. It recalled that the law regarding media professionals allows for their prosecution without them being held in custody, making detention not only unnecessary but also unlawful. On Friday the 14th, Prime Minister Abiy welcomed Giorgia Maloney, Italy's primary minister, and Hassan Sheikh Mohammed, Somalia's president. The next day, the three leaders had a trilateral meeting on strengthening relations, infrastructure development and investment. That same day, a civil war broke out in Sudan's capital. PM Abiy said that Ethiopia is closely following the situation. In a statement written in Arabic and not in English, the language it is usually used in this kind of occasions, he called for peace and assured the warring parties that Addis's door is always open to help resolve the conflict peacefully. A civil war is raging on despite calls for peace from other countries. According to the Ethiopia embassy in Sudan, many civilians have been killed, including Ethiopians. Although the embassy didn't reveal how many were injured and killed, it expressed its condolences and urged 
Ethiopians in Sudan to take care. Abiy's busy week didn't end there as he talked to Canadian PM Justin Trudeau over the phone. The two PMs talked about the peace agreement with the TPLF as Trudeau commended progress in the implementation. Financing the reconstruction of war-stricken areas was also a topic the duo talked about. Trudeau expressed his concern over the conflict in Sudan and talked about, quote, Africa-led mediation efforts, unquote. Ethiopia is widely regarded as the country where coffee was first discovered. This year, the first ever students of coffee science in Ethiopia will graduate from Bonga University. The university's Senate established coffee science as a separate field of study in 2019. Postgraduates of the field will finish their studies and the university introduced plans to teach coffee science on the doctorate level. Football is the most popular sport in Ethiopia, but the country's national team hasn't been consistently successful. On Friday the 14th, the Ethiopian Football Federation revealed that it had parted ways with the coach Wubatu Abate by agreement. During his tenure, Wubatu managed to take the team to the African Cup of Nations, or AFCON, and the African Nations Championship. In both tournaments, the team failed to advance to the knockout stages. The team's qualification for the next AFCON is looking unlikely, as it sits at the bottom of its group. The Federation hasn't revealed a replacement for Wubetu yet. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack, so check it out. It's rare, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it will tell you a bit about what is motivating all this. Link in the show notes. Let us know what you think at ethiopia at Ciao! Thank you.